A very good morning to all of you. It's good to be back home again. It's always nice to travel, but it's always good to be home. Many greetings from our brethren in Livingston. We had a good time with them last week. Today I want to share with you a very important subject uh, that really uh, has a bearing on every single one of us. Nobody is excluded here. And my subject today is how God's grace multiplies. How God's grace multiplies. It's very important that we do understand that because when we understand it, then we can really become a great blessing ourselves. Let me just uh, read from the book of John, chapter 12 and verse 23. John 12, 23. Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground, and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who lives, who loves his life will lose it, while the one who hates it in, in, this, uh, in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. And uh, again in the book of John, but this time from chapter one, in verse 14, the Bible reads, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the father full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cries out saying, this is he of whom I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. One blessing after another. And today I've brought you blessings, okay? Never mind all the blessings that you have received, but there's another one today. Praise the Lord. In fact, not one, but many. Let us pray. Lord our God, we want to thank you so much for your wonderful presence in our midst. Thank you, Lord, for the word of truth, the word of power, your eternal word, Lord, that gives us guidance, that gives us understanding, that gives us Strength, Lord, that gives us grace. Grace in multiplication. So that we will share that grace with others. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you so much for these moments that we have in your presence. And I pray, Lord, let this word become another seed in our hearts that will be able to multiply. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen. Now, when we hear these uh, scriptures we have just been reading, you know, maybe you have heard them before, maybe you have thought about them, maybe you have meditated upon them, or even if you have never really considered them, these are very important scriptures that God has 
given to us. Jesus speaking to us words of truth and life. Now, God loves to see his gifts and his grace multiply in the earth. Okay, multiply in you and in me. Okay, God does not want uh, only himself to be full of grace and truth, but he wants us to be filled with grace and truth. And, you know, uh, along the way as we are studying scripture, we'll see that God has an interest that uh, whatever is in him, in God eternal, will also become real in each and every single one of us. God is generous and he desires to enrich every one of us. You know, we are made in the image and likeness of God and uh, because we are made in his image, he wants us to have the same, uh, you know, the same features in our lives as you can see them in the life of Christ. So we are here in this world to multiply the grace of truth and the truth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now there is fullness in God and you know there can't be any, when something is full, it's full, okay? If you fill your, 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 your glass and you pour more, then it's overflowing. So full is full. Now God is a God of fullness, okay? There is nothing any one of us can add to God that he doesn't already have. Because what we have actually comes from God, okay? So we, we don't have something unique which God is missing somehow. To the contrary, you know, we all have just a small slice uh, that comes from him. And uh, even that small slice is very, very valuable. You see, the reason God has created human beings, the reason he has made us, you know, the crown of creation and, uh, you know, being human beings, being people who are like him, okay? That was the plan, meant to be like him. Of course, we know that a lot of people have uh, gone far away, and we all have gone far away from God, and do not reflect the nature of God anymore. But, uh, you know, this is why Jesus not only created us, but he also came to save us. And it's very important that we understand that. You know, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, because he wanted that fullness of God being reflected in our lives. And just imagine what it means if, 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 if all of us, you know, the, the, the few of us who are here together, but also the millions of people who are gathering in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ every week, those who are born again, those who are really uh, walking in the footsteps of Christ, if all of them are full with the grace of God, you know, you can imagine the, the fullness is, 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 is even so much more uh, valuable. And that's what God desired to do. So he wants all of us to be like him, okay? To be full with the grace of God, to be full with the word of God, to be full with the truth of God. That is his desire. And that's why the Bible tells us here, you know, uh, Jesus came from the Father, is the gift of the Father, full of grace and truth, okay? But then it doesn't end there. He's not just full and we admire him, 
You know, sometimes uh, this is what we are seeing today. There are some people who are uh, considered to be to be stars, to be, you know, better than everybody else, and we wonder and we consider them and we applaud them and we think they are better than us. But that's a fallacy, okay? Because human beings are human beings, all of us. And we all are meant to receive the grace of God, okay? Sometimes we applaud people even so they have zero grace, okay? They have nothing to give to us, but we, we still applaud them. But in reality, God wants all of us to be filled with the grace of God. Okay, that's the reason why Jesus came. Okay, that's the reason why God gave us the gift of his only son, Christ. And that's why Jesus said when he was here, before he was leaving, I'm not going to send to leave you as orphans in this world, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be with you forever. So in other words, God's desire was always to bring us to a greater revelation of God, to have more of God living in us, to be filled with uh, the treasures of God from above, the gifts of God from above, the grace of God from above, so that eventually we can not only possess these things, but we can also share these things in our world. Now, in the scripture of the sower, I think most of you, you uh, remember that, that parable that Jesus was giving to the disciples, you know, and of course to all of us. The Bible tells us that the sower sows the seed, okay? And God is the ultimate sower, sowing the seed of the word of God. And we know that the ultimate word is Christ because he is the living word of God. So God was sowing the seed of Christ into our world. And that seed of Christ, you know, is meant to fall into the ground and not remain alone. Yes, so it must die, but it will multiply in the process. And that's exactly what God wants to see in each and every single one of us. In uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 3, the Bible says, Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. Okay, now I'm going to jump to verse 18. And it says, Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. And then Jesus explains all of these things. And I'm especially interested in the last part in verse 23. Is the Bible says, but the one who receives the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times of what was sown. So let's understand this, okay? Jesus is sowing his word into our worlds. And we are the ground, okay? Our heart is the soil is the field in which God sows his seed. And God desires that we receive of his grace. Okay, just like, like John chapter 1 verse 16 says, from the fullness of his grace we have all received one blessing after another. Okay, God doesn't tell us, okay, I've given you already a portion yesterday, so don't come and trouble me today. 
Actually, God is giving us our daily bread, our daily food, our daily requirement, our daily seed that he sows into our hearts and lives. He's never holding back because he's generous. He's a good God. He wants us to rise up to the statue of the Son, Christ our Lord. Okay? And, you know, when we are rising up to his stature, you know, then when we are full of this grace that God has given to us and maybe we have 30-fold or 60-fold or even 100-fold of the grace of God, you know, then we can really make a difference in our world. So good things should be shared. I'm sure you agree with me, isn't it? Unfortunately, this is a lesson a lot of people in our world have never learned. They want to keep the good things to themselves. But good things are not there so that you hoard them, so that you, you know, uh, build fences around that the, 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 the thieves are not coming to steal it. But God wants us to share what he is giving us. And, and really this is a very important lesson that God gives to us. You know, God has given us so much of his grace, so many of his gifts, and he wants us to share those gifts. Okay? So do not keep your gifts and talents to yourself. You know, if you're a good, great singer, don't stand in front of the mirror and sing to yourself. Okay? Because that will not help us. And some of you, you have been given a gift but you are hiding that gift, okay? You're not, you're not coming forward and say, Pastor, can I, can I uh, sing my song, okay? If it's not good enough, we will tell you, go and practice a little bit more, okay? But we want to see the gifts and the talents in each and every one of us. That's one thing that I want you to really catch and, 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 and live out and understand. So don't share your deficiencies your human deficiencies, but share his grace. You know, <clears throat> unfortunately today, we're living in a very technological, very modern world, and uh, those of you who are spending a lot of time on social media, you will find out that people are sharing their deficiencies. Am I right? They're sharing their fears, their anger, you know, they are, they are trying to make others rise against others. You know, there, there are all kinds of things happening. And, and that is very unfortunate because God does not want us to share our deficiencies, our human faults, our human, you know, problems. Those you should share with a counselor. Okay, if you need help, go and find help. Come to have counseling because that's where you can be helped. Because when you put them on, 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 on Facebook, nobody is going to come back to you. They will even mock you and talk bad about you. And a lot of people have been, have been nice. Okay, so whatever human deficiency you have, <clears throat> you know, you should be in the, in the home, in the family of God, where this deficiency can be met. Okay? That's why in a home, there is a, there are parents. Okay, that you can talk to. There are others who are in leadership that you can talk to. So you don't have to be afraid. Don't share your deficiencies with, with the world. That does not going to help you. 
None of them is going to come and knock at your door and say, oh, I've seen you have these problems that you have shared on the social media. Now I'm here to help you. Let me tell you, that will not happen. Are you with me? So go to people who can help you. But on the other hand, whatever great gift you have received, you know, through the word of God, through the blessings from on high, that you should share and not hold back. That you should let multiply through your written word or through your spoken word or whatever the, the case may be. This is what we should learn to do. So we must learn to share his grace. Just like Jesus came into this world to share his grace. He came in the fullness of grace and he shared his grace. He, he poured his grace and his truth into our lives. And that's uh, what we should, you know, um, take up and share also with other people. Now, the only son of God, Christ, came to be the seed for many sons. And this is the very scripture that we read here in uh, John chapter 12. You know, the Bible says, if you, if you uh, sow a seed, okay, and you keep it away from the ground, then it remains alone. It will not be able to germinate. It will not be able to multiply. But if you sow the seed into the ground, of course, then the seed will die. But the death of the seed is the life of many seeds. Okay, and that's what Jesus said. I'm, I've come, okay, the son of man, the ultimate son of God, okay, and I have uh, come to be like a kernel of wheat falling into the ground so that many others can be able to flourish and grow up and uh, multiply. And this is what we must recognize. You know, we are not uh, just believers from nowhere. We are seed, okay, that came forth from the one seed that fell into the ground and died, okay? And the same capacity that Jesus told us and showed us that he has is the same capacity that he gives to us, okay? Because we are also seed. The, the, the Lord says, the kernel of wheat that falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. And these are, these are the, the people who believe in Christ. You and me who are here today, we are some of the seeds that God has produced by giving his life and uh, being sown into the ground of this world uh, so that he would have a great harvest. And remember, God wants to see us multiply. The whole purpose of of seed is that it multiplies. And remember, God created everything according to that pattern. God is not in the, uh, you know, manufacturing industry where he produces apples every day because you're going to eat apples or bananas. So God is not producing apples and bananas every day because you need them. No, what God has done, he has just created the seed. 
Okay? And the seed will take care of itself. The seed will multiply. The seed will bring forth many of the fruits that people look for. And that's exactly what God does and what God is continuing to do in our lives and through our lives. God wants us to be seeds that are producing the grace that people require for their life. So God desired to add the divine dimension to our human life. Okay, we are humans and we have limitations. But God desired to add the divine dimension to each and every single one of us. So God, the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, decided even before the foundation of the world that there should be many sons, not just one, but many sons. And Jesus, being the son, the only son, decided and, uh, you know, volunteered to say, I will go and I will lay, lay, my, lay my life down. I will be the seed that is able to bring life to many others as well. Of course, we know that man has failed to live up to the fullness of the life of God, not only in the Garden of Eden, but even today, you know? A lot of people are living uh, really below the poverty line, not in the natural only, yes, that's also true, but also in the spiritual dimension. Many people are not really reaching the height that God wants to have. Now, if I remind you to the, uh, the parable of the sower, uh, the reasons are given why this is the case. Because some people, they don't have a receptive heart. You know, they have a heart that is hard, okay, where nothing can grow. Or they have a heart which is busy with other things that is not uh, conducive that the seed can grow. Uh, so you can read that in your own time in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 13, okay? But then God desires his grace to find room in each and every single one of us so that it can be able to multiply. And, okay, that's, this is why the father sent his son because he became the seed for many sons. That's why we call ourselves sons. This is not a question of male and female, okay? Because one day, the division between male and female will be taken away, okay? But we are all meant to be sons of the living God, okay? Now, let me just read to you a scripture in order to illustrate uh, what, uh, you know, is happening in the multiplication process. Okay, God wants to multiply, and my theme today is how God's grace multiplies. Okay, let's just go quickly to the book of 2 King, chapter 4 and verse 1. 2 King 4, 1. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered, revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. So living in debt is not a new thing. Huh? It's been there even uh, 
in those days. And even so, this man was a servant of God. As he was a, a, a son of, of, of the prophets, you know, learning from the word of God. He had debt. Okay? So it's not something new. So if you have debt, uh, cheer up, you know. There's always a solution. Okay, then... This woman, of course, is now very concerned because the creditor is coming and he wants to take her only two sons, the two, the, 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 the two sons who are left with her to be slaves. And of course, nobody would love that to happen. So she came to the man of God and he, she said, please help me out. I don't know what to do. So Elisha is asking her some questions. And he says, how can I help you? Okay, uh, maybe, maybe I've never thought of that, you know. Because you are in need, and uh, if you knew how to help yourself, you, you would do it, isn't it? But you are crying out uh, about your problems and your needs and your creditors and what have you, you know. Uh, maybe God will ask you, how can I help you? And maybe you are saying, but God, you must know better because me, I'm in trouble, so how do I know how to help myself? Okay? But that's not the only question that Elisha was asking. He goes uh, to another question, and he says, tell me, what do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? Okay? And most of the time, you know, when you think about what you have, you say nothing. Okay, I've got nothing. I mean, if I had something, I wouldn't be in the problem where I am. But I've got nothing. And that's what this lady says. Your servant has nothing there at all. She said, except a little oil. A little oil. Okay? Sometimes you belittle that which is meant to be great. Okay? Sometimes we look down on the things that God has given to us and yet it has got great capacity. Okay? So this lady says, I have nothing at all in my house but just a little bit of oil. Okay? And Elijah said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside the house and shut the door behind you and your sons. Now, what, a, what, a, you know, what an instruction is this? Of course, one thing is, is not so much of a problem. You know, if you ask your, your neighbors for uh, uh, jars which are full, you know, maybe full of uh, all kinds of things that you need in your house, they may say, ah, no, I need that for myself. You know, I've just been, the, this is my last one. So please, give me a chance. But if you come to ask for that which is empty, ah, no problem, okay? Here's another old uh, cooking oil uh, container, or here's this or that. So they will give you. In fact, sometimes, you know, in these days when we have got so much trouble with, uh, with trash, they are even happy when you go and get them uh, and take them away. Okay? So this lady goes around with her sons, and she's asking for empty vessels, empty jars. And the prophet said, don't get few. Get as many as you can get. But of course, now she doesn't know why she gets such an instruction. 
But of course, the explanation is here. The prophet said, then go inside, shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and each, and as each is filled, put it, as, put it, put it on one side. She left him and afterwards shut the door behind him and their son. Thank God she didn't argue. Maybe she did argue and it's not reported. I'm not sure, you know. What would you say, no? Go and fill the, all these jars with oil. But I've just this little bit, you know, how, how is this going to work? But this is where the secret is, okay? Because God is a God of multiplication. God is a God who will fill us, you know, even when you think there is nothing or there is too little for us to survive. But this lady did what he told her. Shut, they shut the door, they, they locked themselves inside. Why, why, why do you think was this necessary for them to shut, shut the door behind them? Because, you know, uh, if anybody would have passed by and seen what they're doing, they would have been laughing. They would have said, what are you doing? You know, you're full with, the whole house is full of empty bottles and, 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 and you have got nothing. So they shut the house and they go to do what the prophet told them, okay? They, 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 they learn to uh, do as instructed, you know, as the word said. And that's the problem with many of us. We have difficulties to go follow simple instructions. Now, this was not a difficult instruction, isn't it? It was very simple, okay? Get empty bottles, empty jars, empty vessels, whatever you can get, bring it, and then put it in your house. And when you're in the house, take the oil, the little oil that you have and begin to pour, and begin to pour. And uh, to the amazement of this woman and the sons, the oil did not finish, okay? It poured into every empty vessel that was there until it was full, each and every one of them. And they put them aside, they brought another one, another one, another one, and then eventually all of them were filled. And the Bible says they brought the chars to her, that's the sons, and she kept pouring. When all the chars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. You know, she already found this is good. Okay? This is, this is exciting, you know? You're poor and you're poor and you're poor and you're poor. I mean, you don't want to stop pouring. Okay? And then she said, bring another one. And then he said, ah, we're done. All the, all the empty jars are full. Okay, nothing else to fill. And very interestingly, when there was no other char left, then the oil stopped flowing. Okay? As long as there's somebody who is open, who is empty, who is willing to receive from God, the, the, the flow of God's presence, the flow of God's grace is, is, is pouring into our hearts and lives. But when there is no more vessel, then the oil stops. So she went and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your son can live on what is left. Now, that's an amazing story. Okay? And it illustrates something amazing, even greater than 
what we just see here uh, in, in the, on the surface. You know, as long as there is a char that can be filled, the oil will flow. And the oil, you know, the oil becomes a stream of life, okay? It deals with the danger of slavery, okay? It deals, it deals with the uh, issue of livelihoods. These people who had nothing uh, to, 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 to eat and nothing much to buy, the house was empty. You know, now the house was full. She could pay back her debts, and she could pay, uh, buy her, 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 you know, food stuff that she required, and she was taken care of. And, you know, she was becoming a blessing. She was receiving blessings in an amazing way. And, you know, this is a wonderful illustration. You know, God puts these wonderful stories into his word to give us an understanding. You know, that little oil that you call little oil is representing Christ. Okay? And Christ is able to fill each and every one of us, provided, of course, we are empty. If we are full, maybe then there's no need to fill us. Okay? If we are full of trash, you wouldn't want to pour your good oil into uh, a can of trash which is full of dirt. No, you have to clean it first. And I'm sure this is what this woman did. Okay? So it's an illustration about the Lord our God. And the Bible tells us that he came full of grace and truth. And no matter how much he will expend, no matter how much he will give out, no matter how much is flowing from him, he will always be full of grace and truth. This little oil was a little oil to her understanding when she started, but it was still the same when she finished. It had not diminished, it had not finished, it was still there. And that is true with Christ. You know, a lot of people look at Jesus as just another human being. Yes, of course, he was a good man. But that's not, that's not uh, what describes him as the Christ, the son of the living God. No, the description that we need to understand is that he's come as the son of the living God, full of grace and truth. And that he will give to everyone who is hungry, to everyone who wants him to be himself to be or herself to be filled, and he will pour into your life, and he will never be empty. You know, he will never diminish. He will never be less. He's always God, full of grace and full of truth. And I think this is what we must learn. This is the secret that God gives to us in his word. And this is the lesson that he gives to his disciples as well. Let me just read from the book of Matthew, chapter 14. It's a story that probably we have all heard and read, uh, but I want you to see it from this perspective, okay? The Bible reads here, as evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Wow. In Mark chapter 6, 
we read some, some uh, immediate uh, concerns. Uh, and they're saying, that would take eight months of a month's wages. Okay, so in other words, somebody must work for eight months and get the wages in order to pay for the bill uh, for, for the feeding of these people here. And maybe that would not even be sufficient. Okay, so they saw the problems. Immediately they analyzed, we can't do this. Possibly this is not, this is not going to work. Okay, and that's what we very often do. When God tells us to do something, we say, ah, but I, I don't have what it takes. You know, I, I, I don't have means. I'm sure all of us, we said this at one time or the other. We have arguments. God, no, I, this is impossible. So when Jesus replied to them, do not let them go away, but you give them something to eat. They came back and they said, we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Okay, again, Jesus was asking the question, what do you have? It's very good sometimes to read all the different stories because this, this story is found in three of the Gospels. And Jesus was asking the question, what do you have? And of course, they looked at each other and said, we are all hungry. You know, we all have nothing. We are all uh, in the wilderness. Nothing for us to, to depend on. And then Jesus sent them to check what they have. Okay, so they went around and they found that boy who had five you know, loaves of bread. Probably they were not big loaves, but they were buns, you know, because this was a, this was a meal for a, for a young boy, okay? And there were two fish, probably also not the big fish, but a small fish. But it doesn't matter even if they were big fish and even if they were big loaves, what would that do amongst 5,000 men plus women plus children? Of course, we all know that would not go very far. But then, listen, what uh, Jesus says, they give them their findings, okay, we have only this little bread and fish, and Jesus said, bring them to me. This is the secret again, you know, whatever you have, don't complain about it. Don't say it's never going to make it, it's falling short, left, right, and center, but what you have, bring it to the Lord Jesus, okay? Then he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking five loaves, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and he looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Now, this is a very interesting uh, moment, you know. Jesus is not complaining. Why did you not look better? Why can't you find some more bread? Why can't you find some more, you know, fish or whatever else? You just bring what you have. There is no one of us who has got nothing. Every one of us has got something, probably more than something. Okay, God gave you, gave you talents, gave you abilities, gave, God gave you a good brain to reason and, and think. In fact, God has given all of us much more than we usually consider, okay? And sometimes it's good to do a, Inventory, you know, just like Jesus said, go and check what, what have you got. And they came back with the inventory. 
Okay, the inventory list was very short. There were only two items, okay, bread and fish, okay, and both of the numbers were very small. Most of us have got much more, okay? Many of us have a good education. Many of us have got a good job. Many of us are in, in places where we can be able to do amazing things. And Jesus said, bring what you have. Bring it to me. Give it to me in my hands. And what does Jesus do with it? He doesn't take it away. He doesn't swallow it. He doesn't say, okay, this is mine now. <laughs> actually, he's actually lifting up the little that you gave or that you give him to the very Father in heaven and he thanks God. Okay? What would you do? He says, even if you take it up and say, God, God, look here. How little I have got. Okay? Many of us, we are very good in complaining. Eh? I mean, consider the people of Israel. The people of Israel, uh, you know, filling chapters and chapters in the Old Testament uh, with their complaints. And God reports that to us because, you know, this is our human nature. We are very good in complaints. Very good in complaining. So anyway, um, Jesus is not complaining. But Jesus gives God thanks. He says, Father, I thank you. Even so, this is little. But God gives God thanks. I mean, Jesus gives the Father thanks. And we must learn to do that. Okay, as little as you may have, even if your money has run out and you have just a few coins in your, in your purse, you know, just give God thanks. Okay, because you never know what God will do through the little that you have. And maybe the little that you have is even more than you think. Okay? After, God, after Jesus gave thanks to the Father, he began to break the loaves. Okay? I mean, there were only five. Huh? So how fast would you be finished with five loaves, even if they're big? Probably they're not big, but even if they're big, how long would it take you? Probably not very long. Okay, but Jesus was breaking and breaking and breaking and breaking and it didn't stop flowing, okay? There was enough of the bread, there was enough of the fish, just like with this widow in her house who had just a little bit of oil, but she was able to fill many empty jars, many empty vessels with the little bit of oil. And that's exactly what Jesus is doing. You know, that's the secret here. We must understand that secret. It's a, it's a divine secret that God wants us to understand. <clears throat> then Jesus does something amazing. As he is breaking the loaves, he gives them to his disciples. The very same disciples who said, we don't have anything. The very disciples who came back and says, send them home. You know, we have a problem at hand. And he says, no, don't, they don't need to send, you don't need to send them away. You need to give them something to eat. And he says, what? We have nothing. And the ones who then went around looking for something, and at least they found that little bit of food, that meal for a, for a boy. Like one of the brethren was saying, the miracle is not only that they found that food, but the miracle is that the boy had not eaten that food. Okay, 
It was still preserved. That, that is the amazing thing because it was late and everybody was hungry. And how comes that boy, I'm sure this boy was so much uh, in, the, in the grace and, and the blessings of God that he didn't feel hungry at all. Okay? So anyway, whatever happened, we don't know. But uh, Jesus broke and he gave to his disciples. Okay? And remember, he said to them, you give them something to eat. And then he said, after he gave, gave them the food, he told the disciples that he should, they should give to the people, to the crowd, okay? Of course, he made them in groups by 50 and, you know, to, to make it easier to administer the, the, the food. It's always a good idea, okay? So Jesus was very wise in how he was doing it. He was not just having a mob, not just having a crowd. It would have been very difficult. But, you know, they went around and gave to every group and gave to the next group and to the next group. And the disciples were amazed because they gave. And when they had run out, they got more from Christ. You know, Jesus gave them more and more and more. And they were giving again out and out and out. And it was just continuing like this. And again, you know, the same principle that we have seen with this woman in a house with a little bit of oil in her, in her flask is what is happening here. Jesus is using the little and yet it is multiplying in his hands. Okay? And we must understand that grace and truth is coming into this world in order to multiply in each and every one of our lives. God wants us to be filled with the blessing of God. God wants us to be full even to the overflow. Okay? Yes, it's good to have a 30 times harvest, but it's better to have a 60 times harvest, isn't it? And it's even much better to have a 100% time harvest, you know? If, if, if your seed is multiplying 100 times, of course, it's much better than 60 times or 30 times. But all the same, God wants us to understand that what he is doing in our lives, you know, the word of his grace needs to be multiplied, needs to multiply inside of us so that, you know, we are receiving more and more and more of his grace. Like John was saying, from the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. And let, me, let me underline this, you know, one blessing after another is coming to you, coming to all of us, because God wants us to be blessed. God wants us to be uh, instruments of his blessings. And now let me try to break this down here, you know. Uh, what, what we can see here is that he was not just uh, trying to give everybody of the 5,000 plus women and children, you know, something to eat, but he wanted to teach a lesson to the disciples, okay? And this is a lesson to you and me because we are disciples of the Lord. Am I? Am I right? Okay. So we are disciples of the Lord. And, you know, many times we say, okay, let somebody else do the job. Let somebody else do the job. In fact, God says, you must do the job. Amen? And you say, but I don't have what it takes. You have more than you know. You have more than you can uh, imagine. And this is what the disciples were 
practically learning here. They said, we have nothing. He said, go and look what, what you can find. And of course, out of the nothing, at least there were five buns and two fish, and Jesus lifted him to the, to the father and then began to give. And he didn't give to them to the crowd because that was the job the disciples had to learn to do. So in other words, you and me, we need to receive from the hands of the Lord and then give them to the crowds. Give them to the people. You know, God wants us to be a blessing. You know, many times when we, when we see people in need, we say, the Lord bless you. So in other words, you, you want to push uh, responsibility away from yourself. Actually, what you should say is, I bless you. And then have something that you can actually give out. Okay, don't say the Lord bless you. You should be that blessing. You understand? Jesus said to his disciples, you give them something to eat. And they said, we can't. But then he taught them that yes, they can. Okay, because out of the fullness of his grace, out of the manifold blessings of God, there's enough for us to receive and to give. And that's a very, very powerful uh, lesson that we are learning here. You know, the other, the other Saturday we had a, a leadership uh, meeting here. Uh, and uh, next time you should be there. And those of you who are here, you will remember the experience we had. I was asking, what have you learned from me, okay, as your pastor? And actually, it, is not, it was not like everybody was silent. It was one talking after another, after another, after another, and we, we were all talking, and everybody had so much to, to, to share. Okay? And this is great. Because that means, you know, what God has given to you through me. Okay? I'm just a vessel. I'm just like this little... Uh, vessel of oil, that flask of oil that the woman had in her, in her house, okay? Or I'm just like the, uh, the two fish and the five buns. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, you know, something came to you, and that which came to you, you need to give it to others, okay? Be a blessing to others, okay? Many times we read in in scripture, what we call the benediction, okay? And the benediction is just, you know, when Paul or others close a letter, they give a benediction and they bless, you know, they bless the, the, the hearers and the readers and says, the Lord be with you, okay? Or, you know, uh, whatever benediction are there, please read them. It's very, very interesting. Most of the time, we read the, the, a book and we, we, when the greetings come, we just we just finish. We don't even read it. But it's very meaningful, okay? Because Paul very often begins his letters and ends his letters with sharing the grace of God, giving the blessings from above. And that's what God wants us to learn. That's what God wants us to do. In Romans chapter 111, okay, similar to what I was just saying, Paul is writing to the Romans and he says, the Roman church. And he says, I long to see you so that I may impart. 
You know, this is very important. You know, impart, that means, you know, take something which is in me and put it into you. Impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Okay? So, Paul is saying, I want to impart of what God gave me. Because this is not just for me, it's for all of us. Amen? And really this is the seed that God wants to multiply in your life, in my life, in every one of our lives. Okay? That's the word of his grace. Many times, like you have seen with the, with the widow or with the disciples, we look for externals. We look for what we have, maybe money or other, other you know, tangible things that we can touch. And when we have the, no externals, we say we don't have anything. But in reality, there's a lot of internals. Okay, there's a lot of treasures. I mean, just imagine how much God has spoken to you since you were saved. Since you have come to know the, the, the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your Lord. How much have you received? How much was imparted into your life and it's just sleeping inside of you when it's supposed to be shared with the world? And the power will only be seen, the power of what you have, the power of the gifts and the talents that you, you know, store inside of you will only be seen when they are coming out into the open and being shared with the world. That's when finally the value is going to be seen. And that's why we need to, you know, open up, you know, our hearts and share the things that God has given to us. When Paul was going to Rome and he was saying farewell to the, to the various churches, he called the church of Ephesus, the leadership of the church of Ephesus together and, uh, uh, because he couldn't go to them. And he said to them, now I commit you to, the, to God and the word of his grace. I commit you to God and the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. So in other words, the word of his grace is flowing and flowing, not only for the individual, but amongst all those who are sanctified, amongst the body of Christ, the church of the Lord Jesus. Okay? It's going to do something powerful, something mighty. While this was the last time that uh, they were seeing uh, the Apostle Paul and they were crying on that particular occasion, but he reminded them that they were receiving the word of God's grace that kept flowing and that is flowing continuously into our lives. Now, let's understand. Uh, yesterday in my letter, I, I quoted James chapter 1, verse 17, and I want to read that. James chapter 1, verse 17. The Bible says here, every good and perfect gift is from above. Okay, there are some gifts which are not good. Okay? There are some gifts which are not perfect. And please, you know, sort them out. Don't, don't, don't store them up in your life. They will destroy you. Okay? But every good and perfect gift is from above 
coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows, the first fruits of all he created. This is a very, very deep scripture. You know, when God speaks about every good and perfect gift, you know, this is going back, way back, even before the foundation of the world, when God designed you. When God designed how many gifts and talents you should have and, and what kind of abilities, you know, you were uh, created with. Uh, it goes to creation itself. When God created his, the heavens and the earth and, and, and made everything so beautiful. When God created seed that was able to multiply when God created human beings that were able to be a blessing to others. You know, God has given wonderful gifts. And really, God continues to give his good gifts that are coming from our Father above. Remember, God the Father gives us gifts, including Christ is the greatest gift of the Father. So we are very, very blessed because we receive the gifts of the Lord, our God. Many times we are going in the shop when somebody has a birthday or when somebody has got a special occasion. You know, you look for gifts. And sometimes it's very difficult to find gifts, okay? Uh, especially when you're looking for gifts for children. Uh, you know today's children, most of the things they already have. And if they don't have, uh, you must be very careful what you get because if you get something to them, you say, ah, no, this is nothing. I've got something better. Okay, so you don't want to look like you're giving something which is of substandard. But that will not have, not, never happen with our God. God always has the best, more than we can ever imagine, more than we can ever understand. Psalm with uh, chapter 36, Psalms 36, verse 7 says, How priceless is your unfailing love. Both high and low among men find refuge in the shadow of your wings. Praise the Lord. They, they feast on the abundance of your house and you give them drink from your river of delights. Hey, this is, this is so nice, huh? For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. Isn't that powerful? So, understand that all of us, every single one of us, no one excluded. Okay? Don't think this is only true for others, but not for me. We are all given the capacity, you know, to share the grace of God because he has given us his grace. He has given us his love. He has given us from the river of, the, of his delight. And so what God is giving us must never remain hidden inside of us. So let us learn to share what God is doing in our lives, what God has given to us. You know, we all have received grace upon grace. So don't just keep that grace inside, but share that grace with others. And remember what I said, next time when you see a need, don't just say, oh, the Lord bless you. Just say, I bless you. And then find something to bless that person with. Okay? And even, even if you have nothing to give to that person, you can 
still share the word. Okay, you can be a blessing. You can be an encouragement. And you know, people today are looking for encouragement everywhere because, you know, people are deficient in every way and we need encouragement. And you have received encouragement from the Lord. You can give encouragement to others. So God has empowered you with his words, full of grace and truth. And no matter how big or small you are, his word is great, okay? Even if you think, I, I can't compare to others, it doesn't mean that you need to compare to others. All you need to understand is that God has given his great and powerful word to you, like to all of us, okay? And when you share it, it will do its work. So God has entrusted these treasures to us. And we must not hide them at all. God can only replace what you share. If you don't share, you know, then you know, you, there is, everything is crammed inside and you have no space for anything else. You can't even remember what, what you heard some time ago because you're not sharing it. You know, the way you learn to remember things better is when you not only read it, maybe speak it, but when you share it with others. That's when the value is being seen. Remember what Jesus said, give and it will be given to you. A full measure, shaken together, you know, running over. So don't forget, giving is important. Learn to give. You know, tell yourself from today I will be a blessing. Okay? I will bless others. I will speak a benediction on other people. Okay? I will, I will come in the name of the Lord. And I will give what God has given to me. And even if I run out, you know, even if everything runs out, then God will fill. Okay? Because that's what he has promised. And remember, how priceless is his unfailing love. We can feast on the abundance of his house. Because he is giving us to drink from the rivers of his delight. With him is the fountain of life. In his light, we see light. So grace and truth does not run out, does not run right. God loves to give. And we should become people who equally love to give. And the Lord will bless you more than you can ever imagine. You know, uh, it's very easy to say, God give me, God give me, God give me, God give me. But God has given you more than you can even remember. When you begin to share, then God will remind you about things you have long forgotten. It's just down there somewhere and you don't even know where it is. But when you begin to share, God will remind you about everything. That's what Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes. He will remind you what I've told you. Okay? The word that you have heard from me. And that is very precious. So remember Jesus gives to his disciples, that is you and me, so that we give to those who are outside, to those we are meeting on a daily basis, to those who are looking very successful, but sometimes they are wrecks. You know, haven't you heard about people who, who look like they are really the kings, and soon after that, uh, they took their own lives. 
Because they don't show the truth. They don't show their needs. But we have been given answers. You know, we have been given the, the stream of God's delight, the flow of his grace, and the truth of the word of God. And remember, grace and truth, they always move together, okay? Uh, some people, they think grace, you can, then you can do anything. When you have grace, then uh, everything is okay. No, actually, grace and truth will always move together. They are just like uh, two legs that keep you going, okay? They're just like two rails on a, on, a, on a railway system, okay? If one is missing, the train goes nowhere. And so God has given us his grace and his truth. And you have heard the word of God. It has been shared with you multiple times, you know, Sunday after Sunday, many other days in the week, and even today. And so don't hide it. But it's given to you so that you give to the others who are in need. Okay? Jesus gave to his disciples so that they were in turn giving to the people who were hungry, who were exhausted. And that's what God wants each and every one of us to be part of, you know, part of the stream of grace and truth so that more and more people can be able to partake of it. And so at the end of the, of the story that God has put together, you know, is that more and more people will be filled with the grace from above. As I said in the beginning, you, you, you can't think that God can be fuller than he is. He's full of grace and truth and love, goodness and kindness and everything else, okay? So I can't be any more full. But you can be more full. Okay? Or the people around you who are in need, they can be filled. In fact, many of them are hungry. And nobody tells them the truth. Nobody gives them grace. And so, when you come, you must know that the package of grace has arrived. Okay? When you meet somebody who is in need, you just tell them, I'm your answer. I'm your blessing. I have got a word for you. I've got an encouragement for you. I can lift you up. Uh, don't say, okay, the Lord bless you. No, maybe he will do it or he will not do it. No, you do it. Okay, you do it. Jesus gave to you so that in turn you give to the people. Very important lesson. Okay, may God bless each and every one of us. Amen. Let us pray. Lord our God, we are so grateful for everything that we have received. Long before we even knew you, you have bestowed blessings into our lives, into our hearts that we didn't really understand. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we came to know you as our Savior, as our Lord, as our Deliverer, as the one who is full of love and who lets his grace flow incessantly into our hearts and lives. Lord Jesus, I pray that you help each and every one of us, not just to be receivers of the many good things that you have already give us, given us, but Lord, help us to be givers. Help us 
to share encouragements and, and, and words that make people want to go on in life. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you have given us more than we can imagine. Lord, you have given us the key to be a blessing to many other people. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have shown us today how your grace multiplies. Lord, you have given us your life. You were a seed. And when you came, you were the one son of the living God. But when you died, you are now calling all of us sons. You have multiplied many, many, many times over. And Lord, you are pouring your love, your kindness, your goodness, your grace into each and every one of our lives. So that we in turn become sons that are able to bless the people without hope. We give you honor, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your word today. And Lord, let this word become reality in our lives. Let us become like this widow who began to pour and fill one jar after another. Let us become like the disciples who have received from the hand of Jesus and then have given to the multitudes, the thousands who were hungry and waiting. Let each and every one to be like that. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone say, Amen. Amen. Amen.